So, you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you do need to snooze, we'd much rather you did that at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later, right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep In Podcast. You'll still miss out on some intergenerational uh, community and the support and encouragement that that brings and perhaps some good music and cute children doing weird things at children's time. And we won't be able to give you any cookies or coffee, but we'll give you what we can. I'm Chris Marshall. And I'm Susan Foster. And we are United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada, the biggest little city in the world. We're not theological experts or homiletical harbingers of a brand new age. We are your average pastors, helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast, so if you're away from home or working or out hiking in this beautiful weather or maybe just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon one of us gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, uh, go ahead and snuggle up, get comfortable. If you're running, keep running and receive this with an open mind and an open heart. A quick note. We don't really care if you agree with everything we say or not. In fact, we actually encourage you to question, to disagree, and to figure out what you think. But our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious, loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. All right, well, on Sunday, Uh we preached on different scriptures. Yay! Yay! It's when the lectionary works out. And um, I preached... On the entire first chapter of Genesis. You know, something easy. Something easy. Simple. It should be familiar to you. It's the joke that you hear on every show that's, you know, and God spoke, let there be light, and there was, and God saw that it was good. Over and over again, God goes through all these days of creation. And um, so, you know, we started with the basics. Right. There are... Very easy to find in your own Bible. It's the beginning. How many creation stories are there? two no more than that three three you're right there are there's three. at least three and, um, there, and two of them are back to back and then there's the mushing up ones and then there's the ones that are mushed together but genesis one is a creation story genesis two is a different creation story they put them next to each other on purpose because they don't think they're literally true Ooh, really? they are just stories to talk about what does it mean to be human how do and you feel about that chris i feel very strongly about that and I think anybody who thinks creationism should be taught in a science class should be beaten. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have strong feelings about this. And the third creation story is in the first chapter of John in the New Testament. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and Susan preached on that just a little while ago. Yep. And so um, Genesis 1 was the is the first creation story, but it's not the oldest creation story. Mm. And um, it's not even the oldest scripture. Nope. So... Do you know what the oldest scripture in the Bible is? I had to look this up. No, I don't know. Uh, the oldest scripture in the Bible is probably Amos. Oh, interesting. Amos okay. was written probably 200 years before. Anything else got written down? The creation stories, at least. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, at least the first the first and, creation story. And it's and not the saying that the later. stories weren't being told. Yeah. But that, that, that the evidence of them being codified and told a certain way... Well, and I would even I would even space. venture to say that like these creation stories might have come about during the time that it was estimated they were written down. Okay. Um, even if they were written down later, because well, the purpose of the story suits the right. time period rather than right. And my friends who study Hebrew mm-hmm. say that 
Genesis 1-1 in Hebrew glistens on the page. Glistens? Glistens. Oh, that's that, beautiful. Like it's, like it's that it's that, 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 that how the words are arranged and it's an acrostic. So uh-huh. there's, there's letters down the side yeah. and that spell out, you know, I don't even know what the word is, but, um, but that it is beautiful. Oh, that's cool. So it's beautiful to look at as well as to listen to. Exactly. And of course, Genesis 1-1 is a poem. Mm-hmm. An acrostic means that every line starts with the next letter of the alphabet, right? So it would be or, like, a, or a phrase. Or a phrase. So like if you have ever written your mom a poem with, with your own name. <laughs> uh, or a Father's Day poem. This one's for you. Best dad. You yeah, know, totally. Uh, this one's for you. So it's the first creation story. It's not the oldest creation story. It's not the beginning um, the prophets were a couple hundred years older, of course. And this creation story dates to the exile in Persia. Oh, yes. Okay. So the story of the Hebrew people is one of being taken captive and released and captive, captive and, and released, released and, and captive and released over and, then and over again. returned and, you know. All the things. And so this is one of those captive release kind of moments. Um, they are in captivity in Persia. And this story was written or told as a prequel Mm. to Exodus 15. Okay. So Exodus 15 is the moment when the Hebrew people leave Egypt. There are 400 years of slavery in Egypt. Mm -hmm. They leave Egypt and uh, Moses strikes a rock and God parts the Red Sea and they walk across and they escape Pharaoh's armies. And then the sea rushes back and drowns all the armies, which we don't usually talk about because it's kind of mean. It's a little mean, but it happened. And so this story about God separating the waters Mm -hmm. um, and creating space for people to live in, Mm -hmm. this -hmm. this is the prequel. This is the lead up to Exodus 15. Like like he's done this before. Yeah. And unlike the Star Wars prequels, I think it was a good idea (laughs) because it says some interesting things to us about who we are mm-hmm. in the midst of the world that God has created and among all these other people right. who sometimes we get along with and sometimes we don't. Yeah. So um, what they were trying to do, they're in captivity, which means um, they are slaves. Mm-hmm. They don't get to choose where they go and what they do and how they spend their money because mm-hmm. they're probably not getting paid. The people are trying to figure out in the midst of this time and place where we are not free. Mm-hmm. What is true yeah. about who we are? Right. And who so, are we and whose are we? Who are we and whose are we? And so what I think that they've done in this Genesis story is they have stepped back, mm-hmm. even back before their enslavement, to figure out who they are right? Um, so that they can step back forward again and they right. can step outward again. Well, and we, we experience this in our own lives, right? Yeah, like we're going to talk about that. Okay. Just making sure we're getting there. We're going we're gonna to talk about that. Like sometimes... When you're in the midst of trauma, which is what this was for them. When you're in the midst of trauma, who are you? Whose are you? How do you find your ground again? And for them, the answer was you have to step back and Mm -hmm. get back to basics. Right. There's a guy that I follow on Twitter that I love because every day he posts, have you had a shower today? Have you been outside? Have you had a meal? Have you talked to a friend? Have you stepped away from social media? Every day he posts that tweet because he wants people to recognize that they have a life outside of Twitter and outside really? of the echo chambers and outside of the trolls and outside mm-hmm. of the yeah. chaos, right? right? That we have a life that is bigger than Twitter. Yeah. We have a life that's bigger than our own personal traumas. We have a life. And we have a life that should be connected to others. Yeah. 
And so they are absent from their homeland. They're absent from the temple, which is where they kind of would regulate their oh, right. their if time. It's the center of their well, religious life. Well, the temple life. hasn't really ex- happened. At this point, it has, and it's been destroyed. Okay. Oh, because it's the Persian. It's the Persian exile. Because they're retelling the other story. Yeah. That's right. I forget. So so they're absent from the temple. They're absent from their land and from their rhythm of life that's based mm-hmm. around their holy days, mm-hmm. right? And they're, they're stepping back. somebody else's holy days. Yeah. And they're stepping back to realize that the created order is bigger than and is not erased by foreign captivity. And so sometimes you have to step back and realize that your created order is bigger than the traumas that you experience mm-hmm. and bigger than the pain you carry with you. Right. So what I did with my congregation was we went through these days of creation. Yep. And we tried to think about, like, why would this be important to them in the midst of this captivity? Like, what is, what mm-hmm. is it about mm-hmm. this particular part why, of the why, why, order? Why are they talking about this image? Yeah. And then what is that image for us? Right. So the first day, of course, Susan, you know. Uh, God light. created light. light. Yeah. Um, God created light. And so for me, when I think about light, when I think about those questions, have you had a shower? Have you been outside? Have you stepped away from social Mm -hmm. media? One of the things that helps keep me grounded in the midst of trauma is hope. Mm -hmm. And some of that hope comes from inspiration, Mm -hmm. imagination, comes from the things that I know are steady Mm -hmm. every day, even Mm -hmm. if nothing else is. Literally the sun rising and setting, that there is a rhythm in Literally, literally that... That whatever the darkness is, there there is light somewhere. Yeah, totally. Whether it's whether it's the literal light or the metaphoric light of like at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. I can see where I'm headed. That that will be different. Right. Well, when we talk about mood disorders, right? People who work the night shift often oh, experience yeah. mood disorders because they're they have vitamin D deficiency, um, and they need we need sunlight. Mm-hmm. We need sunlight unless you're an albino, and then you don't need sunlight. But not even. Even then. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need we need to feel the sun on our skin. Yeah. It's built into who we are. Yeah. And so have you have you stepped outside? Have you stepped into the sunlight? Uh, if you live in Seattle and you don't get that much sunlight, have you taken time to step outside and be in the created yeah. order? Um, and on those days when you do get sun, yeah. you know, to take advantage of that. Yeah. So that. So the first question is, when you're going through trauma, have you actually experienced life outside of your, yep. your sphere? Um, second day, God separates the sky from the waters. This fits into the Hebrew three-part universe, which we don't need to get into right now, but which I <laughs> love explaining at any time. Really, email us. I will I will draw you a diagram. Yeah. It'll be great. Um, but the, the Hebrew three-part universe, in other words, God created the space for us to live. Yep. The, the air that we breathe. And so, like the question for me is, um, to pay attention to my breath, mm-hmm. right? Um, to put my hand on my own heart and try and just feel my heartbeat and mm-hmm. realize that this is something that is steady. Yeah. Um, breath prayers are very popular. You can you can look them up. I'll post a link on the website. But yep. um, to to regulate your breath, to pay attention to your breath, to realize that your breath is where you get most of your energy from. And so when you you're anxious breathe. and you're not breathing deep breaths. Yeah you're actually, you're making it worse. Yeah. And so well, my friends know that the, the first thing I'm going to tell them if they come to me with trauma is breathe. Take a deep breath. <laughs> Just take a couple of deep breaths. Yes. It matters. Then, yeah. It matters. And um, so, you know, so God created air for you to breathe. Are you breathing? Mm-hmm. Are you breathing? Um, the third thing is 
God separates the oceans and brings forth the land. land. And so we more think about... More place for us to live. Yeah, like, more place for us to live. Now we can breathe. Now we can actually step on something. There's something concrete. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's have you done something concrete? Yeah. Um, when you have the trash, yeah, fill have up the you, dishwasher. <laughs> if you have a to-do list that's longer than your table, yeah, have you? Can you check off something easy? Right. And I mean, this is why we procrastinate by cleaning, right? right. A lot of people have that kind yeah. of tick because it feels good to get something done. Yeah, my dad always taught me to um, when I'm making a to-do list, put two things on it you've already done. Yeah, so you can check, check them, off. them off. It feels good. And then so, you're more, you know, it's that concrete thing that helps you do the next concrete. Thing. That makes you feel like, okay, we're we're already a step into this. We're not yep. starting from scratch. This is not a blank page. Nope. Yeah. So so to do one concrete thing. The next day, the fourth day, was stars. The stars in the sky. Pretty. Now, science will tell us that you can't have light without stars. Right. The sun is a star. star. So, so again... This is not, not science. science. We're not even trying to answer the same questions as science nope. right now. Um, but the stars, and for the stars, the stars for the Hebrew people were a way of marking time. Time and travel and how, how do you get back home? Yeah, it's, it's navigation. Um, but the stars would, would tell them, you know, what time of year is, is it? Yeah. Is it a holy day? Is it a holy day? Is, is, it, it, a, is, yeah. it import, is it my birthday? You know, mm-hmm. like those things were important. And so right. for me to make sure that we mark time, Mm-hmm. That we pay attention to those moments that are important to us. So I was talking to a friend in college and I I am not a, you might have guessed, a girly girl. No. I'm yes. not a girly girl. I And so I, like I had friends who had hope chests and would plan their weddings and put pictures of Justin Timberlake on their wall. And that was never me. Um <laughs> Uh, preaching to the choir here. Yeah. And so um, so I never really thought about Like, I never planned my phantom wedding. That was not a thing. But I was talking to a friend in college, and we had one of those 3 a.m. conversations mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you look back at, and you're like, man, those were the greatest. Oh, my gosh. We solved all the world's problems. But if you could eavesdrop on yourself, you would probably be like, stupid kids, you know? <laughs> and we were talking about weddings, and I said, oh, if I ever get married, I'm going to elope. Mm-hmm. And because I just didn't Did want to. look horrified? It's no fuss. It's, an, it's a non-fuss thing, right? right. I'm a non-fuss person. Um, I don't have to navigate everybody else's feelings about who else is there. Um, and, you know, I have a huge family on one side and no family on the other. And I wouldn't want anybody to feel left out. And so it was just like, no, I'm going to elope. And my friend got mad at me. And it was it was a guy <laughs> blowing my mind that men would have thought about their own weddings. He'd already planned his to a T. It was hilarious. <laughs> He'd never met. He hadn't met his wife yet. But this was where we were. And um, and he said, you know, that's really selfish of you. Ooh. I know. Which stab. Yeah. Broke my heart. And I said, what are you talking about selfish? And he said, people need a reason to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And if you have a reason to celebrate and you don't share that with other people, you're being selfish. He's getting married this summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to see if his wedding lines up with what he thought it was going to be like. I somehow I think not. Uh, probably not because, you know, other people have to be, be taken into account. account. But, you know, it's important that we celebrate, that we take time to celebrate. He's, he was right. right. He got one over on me. Right. Um, but that we also need to, uh, to also in that, you know, that's not, that's not Chris saying that, um, celebrate me no 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 it doesn't mean that like if you chose to elope it's not you you were selfish but that that we need to pay attention to the celebratory times absolutely yeah that, that there are that and that that 
that weddings aren't our only like I think weddings aren't the only moment well and I think in our culture we've done a little bit of that like yeah significant birthdays significant you know life events life events but we also have we, we we've moved away from really having those moments where it's just like it was a great day today, i'm going oh, out for ice cream today was good yeah like right? to, to, or, to take a moment to celebrate what's good just to, to celebrate your accomplishments instead of just beating yourself up for all the things you haven't gotten done exactly um to celebrate the time that you get to spend with people uh particularly we know that time is a precious commodity right yeah. so to yeah. take moments to actually be okay with being happy yeah be okay with that. So the stars, so taking time to celebrate. But then also when I think about time, I think about not giving things more time than they deserve. Amen. We do a lot of that, don't we? We do a lot of that. And so to mark our time and to be aware of how we use our time. So I was thinking about one of the shows that I've made Susan watch with me is Jane the Virgin. Mm-hmm. I adore it. I like it too. And it's about a family who lives in the United States because back in the day, the grandmother came from Venezuela. Yep. And she was not here in a documented way for most of her life. And then during the seasons, of course, spoiler alert, she gets her uh, citizenship and that's great. But you can tell in all the seasons that that came out, the TV seasons that were released recently of the 2016-2017 season, when the election happened, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because the tone of the television shows changes so Mm -hmm. radically. Mm -hmm. And so this was a post-election episode. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that... Abuela, grandma, comes out of the back room and puts the newspaper on the table and she has tear tracks down her face. And her granddaughter gets mad at her and says, Grandma, we talked about this. Only 15 minutes and never by yourself. (laughs) Right? So, like, if the news is something that stresses you out, to not give it your entire attention. To not give it your entire day. To set some boundaries for yourself around, okay, I can keep up with what's going on in the world. In 15 minutes. And I don't need to spend three hours watching Comey testify. I don't need to spend five hours going down the rabbit hole of who said what to whom about what on Twitter. That we can regulate how we pay yeah, attention. And it doesn't have to just be about politics either. Because I think I think sometimes we let our friend drama. Friend like face, drama. Facebook drama. Mm-hmm. Um, also work. Yeah. Right. Sometimes we get all tied up in, you know, what whatever the politics or the interpersonal stuff that's happening yeah. in, in all different realms of our lives that that isn't that important. It that, ju- and then we make it seem so important. Put that in its space and then right. let it go. I was talking to a friend the other day. We we're talking about grieving and how messy grief is and that grief can be overwhelming at times. And then there's the guilt when you start to heal from grief mm-hmm. of oh no, I'm not thinking about this person 24 hours a day anymore and I feel bad about that because they were important to me. And so we talked about ways to carry your grief outside your body, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I've talked about um, when I go through a breakup or when I lose a friend or when I know there's a huge transition coming and I don't know what to do with that, I will wear a symbol of that Mm. so that I know it's still with me and I haven't forgotten about it, but it doesn't need to be the focus of my attention. So one of my things is when I know that I'm, moving uh, as soon as I get the phone call that I'm moving I start to wear a watch mm-hmm. and that's it's a timepiece mm-hmm. that reminds me that time is limited and I need to make the best use of the time I have left that I can yeah. and so there there are these ways to carry that kind of stuff outside your body yeah and to not give it everything but to let yourself heal yeah so things like that so those are the stars the next thing that happens is creatures creatures critters critters little critters and I know not everybody is a pet person 
Not everybody. But critters can be fun in your life, even if they're not yours. True. Susan can speak to that. Yes. But also, you know, they're like images and, you know, like that kind of thing. I wasn't just, you know. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I think is important uh, about creatures that I wanted to bring up, one of the questions that, that my friend on Twitter asks is, have you had a hug recently? Mm-hmm. Like, and if, if you're, if there's no people around, hug your dog, you know, yeah. hug your cat, like have a cuddle <laughs> because touching another living being. Yeah matters it grounds you centers you yeah there's something about it that i that we can't describe really and i'm sure that there's studies and stuff that you could look up but one of the things that i always make sure that i do when i go visit somebody who's homebound and who doesn't get out to see the people Mm -hmm. they want to see is we touch you know we we hold hands i give them a hug Mm -hmm. um because physical touch matters it does Uh, and it helps lift us out of those depressed moments in our lives and so so to make sure that you've touched another warm body well, the the, 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 the connection in between you, ways. <laughs> you and, and the rest of creation is important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then the next day is people. People. God, God creates the, the people critters. And for me, uh, Freud says the only two things you need in life are work and love. <laughs> and uh, both of those things can look like a lot of different things. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. Uh, if you hate your job, make sure that you're also doing some work that, that, that you, you connect to, that you yeah, love, that... Um, whether that's in volunteering or whether that's... Um, something creative, some mm-hmm. creative kind of work that you do. Um, make sure that you're doing something that you love. Right. And uh, make sure that you're surrounded by the people that you care about or that mm-hmm. you check in with the people that you care, care about. about. Yeah. That those two things are important because community, as Susan mentions in her last podcast, is where we uh, find it. Matters. And finally, the last day of creation rest. is rest. And rest. This is something that we have to practice. Because we glorify busy. Oh, yes, we do. And busy is not worth the glory. No. Um, we need to practice rest. We need to practice unplugging. I love the question. Have you stepped away from social media? <laughs> yeah. Have you turned off your phone for a couple hours ever? Um, just to take some time to not be connected to a screen, to not be connected to work, but to be able to just be. rest. Yeah. I think there's a reason why it gets yeah. an entire day just because the phone doesn't ring rings doesn't mean you have to answer it mm-hmm. so whatever trauma you're going through to make sure that you're doing these things that you're you are taking time to breathe you're taking time to connect to the things that inspire you that make you laugh that you're checking off even if it's just one thing yep feeling like you have some agency checking something off celebrating not giving things too much space in your life touching another living being doing something that you care about that makes you feel human and resting. And the other thing I love for sky water, we talked about breath, but also take a shower, right? Like there's something about right. taking a shower that helps us kind of clear our minds, clear the cobwebs. If you, if you do these things, it doesn't matter what trauma you're going through. These are part of the graded creator created order that is not erased by yeah. stress at work or any of the things that might hold you captive. And I don't mean to make light of slavery, right? But right. But the things that, that dominate are, your world. But we are definitely captive in a lot of ways that we don't pay attention to mm-hmm. until they have strangled us. Yeah, exactly. And then I told a story about the Pulse nightclub because it's yeah, the yeah. one year anniversary of the shooting at the Pulse nightclub, which was the most deadly terrorist attack since 9-11. Uh, 49 people dead, 50 were injured. And the owner of the nightclub was on NPR talking about um, turning the site of the club into a museum and memorial Mm -hmm. and the people who were friends and family of those who were lost 
go back and they've kept this ongoing like shrine alive mm-hmm. outside of the club and they were they were interviewing people and they said you know you would think that this was a place of trauma and tragedy that this would not be a place where we would experience peace but that's where they go when they need to feel connected and they do experience peace and so to turn it into kind of a sanctuary and in the midst of the trauma to claim no this is who we are right we are human and we care about love and we care about hope and we care about each other and to reclaim that instead of being chased away from it by tragedy to reclaim this is who we are yeah. and so they're calling it the one pulse mm. and they're choosing to to take a step back to basics so that we can all step forward together even in the wake of tragedy mm. So the question is, you know, how do you need to step back this week? Yeah. How do you need to step back to basics so that you can be fully human? Because you will be called to step into those places that feel broken and and painful. Um, That's just life. But it's also call. Yeah. And so you need to bring everything that you are. And if you have to bring everything that you are, you need to make sure that you're whole. Yeah. So so that was the sermon on Sunday. (laughs) A lot of people were stressed out last week. I got a lot of phone calls about, particularly about what's going on in politics, but mm. um, a lot of phone calls about people just going through really, really yeah. hard stuff um, and feeling overwhelmed. And yeah. So saying, you know, stop watching the news for a day. Take a, take a break. Take a break. Doesn't mean you don't need to care about what's going on. Doesn't mean you don't need to make your voice heard. Doesn't mean you don't need to stand up. But you can take a break. Right. The movement can go on without you for a day. So. That's why we do it in community. That's why we do it in community. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep In Podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to the topics we've been discussing, shoot us an email at sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. Uh, the scripture for this podcast was Genesis 1, 1 through 2, 4. And uh, the whole thing, I invite you to go read it. Pretty cool. I'll Gorgeous poetry. I'll put a link on the website. Okay. And uh, the theme music you're now hearing is Take Me Higher by Jazzer traditional at the end of a worship service for the priest to deliver a blessing to the congregation some wise words that help all of us connect to god and connect to who we are in a deeper level and so there aren't magic words but there is this truth that you have been blessed you have been given your body so that you can experience the world my hope is that the god of all creation who invented light and stars and all of these things if not in the order that we talk about them (laughs) the god of all creation who invented ice cream and blackberries and children's laughter the god of all creation created one of you too on purpose to bless you and to bless the world so the question is whatever you believe about how the world was created or how you deal with trauma how will you choose to live into your own skin this week how will you love How will you listen? How will you step back so that you can step forward to serve and seek justice? Maybe you slept in, but now it's time to wake up and get moving. Amen. Amen. Amen.